This is the Visit the Zoo podcast, episode number 73. Today, we hear about the dodo. Welcome, everybody, to another episode, episode number 73 of the Visit the Zoo podcast, and I am your host, author Frederick Fishman, and I am the author of the 12-book, 120-animal series of Visit the Zoo. It's on Kindle books and print books, audiobooks, and DVD as well, and that's all on Amazon. The audiobooks are on Audible. I'm going to tell you about our three websites, our zoo animals, that's plural, zooanimals.info website, and that is our main website for this podcast. Again, that's zooanimals.info. And the second site is my personal writing author site, and that's at Frederick Fishman, F-I-C-H-M-A-N, frederickfishman.com. And all of our merchandise is on zooswear.com. Z-O-O-Z-W-E-A-R, zooswear.com, and you will find four links there that will take you to four different stores. And finally, I want to tell you about a new daily blog that I have started, and it's a blog about news, opinion, commentary, and just my everyday thoughts, and that is on dailydesertdoodle.com. Again, that's dailydesertdoodle.com. And soon I'm going to take that daily blog and make it into a podcast. I'll let you know when that happens. Okay, let's get started. And this is our animal news segment that usually comes at the very top. And I want to tell you about a story that comes from the recent flooding that has been plaguing the Midwest and it's still going on as the water will move downstream. And this is dated March the 18th. The title of the story from the Omaha World Herald, by the way, is Rescues of Exhausted and Stressed Out Animals Continue on Sunday. They were terrified. Exhausted and stressed out, but now safe. On Sunday, three mini ponies and a donkey were rescued from floodwaters on a farm between the overflowing Elkhorn and Platte Rivers. The animals had been stranded for a couple of days. We are celebrating, said Joy Bartling, owner of the Scatter Joy Acres, an animal rescue organization. From this farm, the site of the junk stock events, I don't know what that is, Bartling headed to another flooded farm to try to rescue 12 horses. Basically, all you can see is water and the buildings. You can't see any land. The mini ponies and donkey had been standing on a chicken coop surrounded by water. Bartling said. Another donkey had died. They were terrified, she said, of the rescue process. I would be too, wouldn't you? Rescues were able to stand in the floodwaters to lift the animals onto the boat one at a time for individual trips to dry land. The animals' feet were tied to keep them from bolting off the airboat, and rescuers lay on top of them to keep them in place. The four animals rescued on Sunday will be housed temporarily at the Victory Riding Academy. Bartling said animals' owners had been going out to feed and care for the animals, so they were well cared for as much as possible. And that's our main lead story for today. And I want to tell you about four curated, excuse me, five curated stories that I have on the Visit the Zoo blog. And that's at vtzlife.com. 
That's vtzlife.com. I'll also list these five curated stories in the description on zooanimals.info. First story that you can look up and read about is, What is the toothiest animal on Earth? And the second curated story is, My view, not-so-dumb animals have a lesson to teach. Third story will be, The latest leader of an animal rights group denounce Iditarod. Number four story, what makes humans unique among animals. And finally, the number five curated story is myth-busting wildlife animals with Mrs. Mallory's Adventures. That's a video that they've got attached. Again, if you want to read those stories, go to vtzlife.com or go to the description for this podcast in zooanimals.info and just click on the link. All right, we've got a very unique animal that I want to talk to you about today. In almost all of the episodes that we have discussed, the other 72 episodes, we've always talked about animals that are alive, some of them thriving, some of them not, here on the planet Earth. But today we want to talk about an extinct animal that's been extinct for about 400 plus years, and that is the dodo. And so let's talk about that because most of you have heard the word And you know the connotation of the dodo, but I don't think you know much about the bird. The dodo was a giant flightless pigeon related to the Nicobar pigeon and to the largest pigeons living today, such as the crown pigeons of New Guinea. Most large pigeons make deep cooing noises. You can hear the sound of a Nicobar pigeon, which I'll play here in a second. The dodo's closest living relative, it has a deep wooing sound. It would not surprised at all if the dodo sounded similar, but probably in a deeper pitch because it was a much bigger animal. The dodo was a flightless bird, and it lived solely on an island called Mauritius, which is east of Madagascar in the Indian Ocean. And Madagascar is east of the eastern coast of Africa. We can only guess how it sounded. So what I want to do is play two sounds. I want to play the sound of the Nicobar pigeon, which is its closest living relative. And you've got to listen carefully through some extraneous noises to hear what the Nicobar pigeon, what the Nicobar pigeon sounds like. I mean, as you can hear, it has that familiar pigeon cooing sound. Now, over the centuries... Some people have guessed what the dodo sounded like. And this is sound artist's rendering of what they think it sounded like. Of course, we don't know what it sounds like because there was no recording equipment when it went extinct in the early 1600s. It was a big bird, a very big bird. It was about three feet, three inches tall weighing about 23 to 39 pounds. So it would come up to your waist if you're an adult. The appearance, its appearance was gleaned from 17th century drawings and illustrations. I put one of those up for you in the description for this episode. And the bird was so ugly, it was beautiful. It had brownish gray plumage and it was first noticed by Dutch sailors beginning in 1598 who systematically hunted, decimated the populations on that small island. They killed them to extinction and they brought with them dogs, pigs, and other domesticated animals that also hunted the dodo. Its extinction was less than a century 
from its discovery. By the way, the drawing in this episode is from a 1638 drawing by by Cornelius Saftelorin. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Here's a description from a journal in the early 1600s found in ship's journals from the Dutch East India Company. I quote, Blue parrots are very numerous there, as well as other birds, among which are a conspicuous for their size, larger than our swans, with huge heads only half covered, with skin as if clothed with a hood. These birds lack wings, and in the place of which three to four blackish feathers protrude. The tail consists of a soft and curved feathers, which are ash-colored. These we use to call wavigal, whatever that is. For the reason that the longer and oftener they were crooked, the less soft and more inspired eating they became. Nevertheless, their belly and breast were a pleasant flavor and easily masticated. The dodo hunted into extinction in the early 1600s. Well, that's kind of depressing how an entire species can be wiped out by man just by using the poor animal for food. What are you going to do? That was 425 years ago. All right. Our next segment is usually a poem that I read about the animals or quotes from famous people. And very rarely do I put in some really stupid animal jokes. Well, I've got some very stupid animal jokes today, just as a change. All right. You ready for these? Can't promise you're going to laugh or even snicker or smile. You may just harumph or do something that I won't describe here. Where do salmon keep their money? In a riverbank. Where do animals go when they lose their tail? To a retail shop. What movie stars wear white glove, speak in a high voice, and have large antlers? Mickey Moose. How do you save... (laughs) A drowning rodent. Use mouse-to-mouse resuscitation. Why did the two boa constrictors get married? Because they had a crush on each other. Why did the whale cross the road? To get to the other tide. What's the best thing about deadly snakes? They got poisonality. Well, what do you do if you cross a parrot with a centipede? A walkie-talkie. What's a frog's favorite cold drink? Coca-Cola. Have you had enough or do you want me to finish the last four? All right. How did the little Scottish dog feel when he saw a monster? Terrified. If your dog jumped into a swimming pool, what is the first thing he would do? Get wet. Why did the gorilla jump off the building? He wanted to show the world what stuff he was made of. And finally, and mercifully, why did the rabbit go to the doctor? Because he felt jumpy. All right, so there is a painful end to this episode, number 73 of the Visit the Zoo podcast. And again, I want to thank you very much for joining me and ask you to please subscribe, rate, and review and go to our websites. I won't make the whole list. Just one that I do want to mention is the zooswear.com where our merch is located. That's Z-O-O-Z-W-E-A-R.com zooswear.com and don't forget about our new daily blog which is at dailydesertdoodle.com dailydesertdoodle.com
Facebook.com. I'll also put that in the the description for you. So thank you very much for joining me, and let's do this again next week on the Visit the Zoo podcast.